This is a KUNV Studios original program. The content of this program does not reflect the views or opinions of 91.5 Jazz and More, the University of Nevada, Las Vegas, or the Board of Regents of the Nevada System of Higher Education. Good morning, and thank you for joining me for The Scoop with Tanya Flanagan. I'm so happy you decided to wake up and start your day with me. Here on The Scoop, where we talk about life, joy, funny moments, trending topics, and so much more. We promise to keep you in the know and find out what you know. So, let's get started. Good Sunday morning, Las Vegas. Thank you for tuning in to another episode of The Scoop here on KUNV 91.5 Public Radio. We're talking today about health. We just got into the beginning of our new year. We're setting it off here in the month of February, just getting started. Black History Month is upon us, so I do want to um, tip my head, give kudos to all of the legends who've gone before me and made great strides and changed things and made life better. So this is a great month. If there's some stuff out there going on in the neighborhood, I know there's a lot, but going on in your neighborhood that you were thinking I might go to that, you know, make time, make it a priority, and do go. Um, We started the year off when we talked a bit about New Year's resolutions, and everyone has them. But I was looking at something the other day, and it said, 10 luxuries in life. Time, health, security, good sleep, inner peace, financial stability, unconditional love, being able to travel, the freedom of choice, and meaningful connections. And I thought, wow, that's really a cool list. But at the top of the list was health. And it made me want to bring the conversation to that today. And so I am very thrilled to have a dear friend of mine who I have a great deal of respect and admiration for. She's an amazing woman. Um, It's Black History Month, so we're starting the the month off with a dynamic black woman. And I'd like to welcome to my show this morning my friend Shaniqua Hawkins, who is a board-certified family nurse practitioner here in the state of Nevada and also in the state of California. And she is the founder of Care with Purpose Medical Center, um, over kind of, I don't know if it's north, I guess it's kind of north Las Vegas-ish, but it she sits near the intersection of Smoke Ranch and Rancho, and um, I'm just excited to have her here today. We're going to talk about um, the continuation of some of our New Year's resolutions, but more so in the vein of just being healthy and what people can do. So without further ado, good morning, Ms. Shaniqua. Good morning, Matanya. Thank you for having me. Thank you for waking up and joining me. Um, Again, and I tip my hat to you, it is Black History Month, and so I'm excited to have you as a Black woman, an accomplished Black woman in the medical profession here Mm -hmm. with us on the show today. So thank you for everything that you've done. So with that great list... Mm-hmm. What you say? No, I basically said no. Uh, uh, what I was saying is thank you for having me, and definitely I want to pay um, uh, tribute to Miss uh, Mary Eliza Mahoney. She, especially because it's Black History Month, and she was one of the first Black women to train professionally in the United States as a nurse. And so, because of her, 
um, I am able to do what what I do. So thank you. And I wouldn't be me if I did not shout out, you know, Miss Mary Eliza Mahoney. Well, thank you for that bit of black history. I think there's so many people out there that we don't know the stories of who have made a difference in our lives and the quality of life that we enjoy here in America and the contributions that African-Americans have made to the the landscape and to our communities and families. And so I think anytime there's a chance to talk about those individuals, whomever may be passionate and dear to you. For me, I always give acknowledgement to Phyllis Wheatley because my background is a journalist and she was one of the first women to ever be written, to write and be published. And I thought it was just phenomenal that back all those years ago during um, slavery and, and segregation and desegregation and all that stuff, there was this woman who wrote and was published and respected. So, mm-hmm. and she's actually, there's a bronze statue of her in the African-American Smithsonian in Washington, D.C. And it was so cool the first time I went there to, to visit, to see her statue standing there and to be familiar with who it was, was exciting and exhilarating for me. So I agree with you and thank you for sharing that bit of history. Well, I mentioned that great list that I saw just the other day, 10 luxuries in life. And we often think about large houses, extravagant houses and cars and yachts and, you know, things like the jewelry. But when it just said things like time, health, security, good sleep and health was at the top of the list. It made me think Mm -hmm. we should have a conversation about the value of health and what we can do to make sure we're taking steps to take care of ourselves. And so I wanted to talk with you because you are passionate about the community, especially those who are disadvantaged at times and don't have access to resources. So you know, what um, what are some things that people should be mindful of as we see our society and our environment changing? What are you talking to people about yes. these days? Well, that's, pretty, you know, pretty broad, but there are some things that we can kind of narrow down, um, Tony, because I believe it is extremely important that you're attacking this topic because we don't really speak about it enough. Um, I believe that some of the things that we can do to take care of ourselves in this age, in this time, especially with a lot of the, you know, uh, viruses that we see that are happening in our communities over the past three years, you know, it has been pretty problematic. And because of that, you know, I think some of the things we can do um, are very simple, um, such as getting, you know, a good night's rest, um, decreasing, you know, some of our stressors, in life. And, and there's that famous one that we all talk about, but sometimes we don't take it serious enough, which would be diet and exercise. And a lot of times we don't like to talk about the D word because the D word kind of um, has this negative connotation to it when it's used inappropriately. And that is, you know, diet. And I've, I've, you know, come to change my way of addressing that word. And I use, you know, the term consumption, because I think that when we change things a little bit, we are then able to open up our mindset and view things a little bit differently. So it's extremely imperative to look at some of the things that we consume on a daily basis. And people, I think, 
um, can adjust to consumption versus dieting, right? Um, so those are some of the key things that I think, you know, we have to watch, you know, the hours that we, we, we sleep um, and making sure that we're getting at least six to eight hours of sleep at night and making sure that our stress levels are, are at a minimum, uh, at pretty low and um, making sure that we're putting things in our bodies that um, are conducive to, you know, the sustainability of life. Uh, we want to make sure that we're eating the right things, we're looking at the right things, and we're around the right things. Um, and sometimes we, we just have to narrow those things down. But I think that's a start with, you know, some of us sometimes as we're going through through life and we're experiencing different things in different times. I think all of that is so valuable. And I want to say sometimes people feel um, overwhelmed when they're trying to decide where do I start and how do I tackle this? How do I become a healthier person? And consumption is a really um, healthy and unique, maybe positive is the word way to look at diet because diet sounds like, oh, here I go. I have to sacrifice something. There's something I can't have. Yeah. So I'm taking, Absolutely. you know, we'll go through those phases where, you know, you get with your girlfriend or you get in some challenge and you give up carbs or you give up sugar. And it's hard to even I've been in, you know, my spiritual family has done the Daniel fast approach before where for 10 or 14 days, you give up meat, sugar, dairy, and strong drinks. So strong drinks includes like, you know, coffee or wine or anything that has any type of alcohol to it, tea, decaffeinated, caffeinated drinks, things of that nature. So you're giving up any kind of meat, every meat, all your dairy. And for those who don't have an already natural discipline to some degree in this space, it really takes thought to plan your diet, to plan your, your meal plan and figure out what you're mm -hmm. going to eat. So for those who feel overwhelmed sometimes by trying to structure life in this space, What's a small thing that you maybe tell people to start with so they can begin to slowly see the results of better, smarter, more mindful consumption? And then because they see the results, now I'm encouraged to keep going mm -hmm. and to add something else to this plan. Yeah, so, well, um, a, a couple of things, you know, one thing that we do know we consume things based on our palate, right? And a lot of times I do tell clients um, or patients, I like to use the term client a little bit more, um, but I do tell clients that it's important that we feed our palate possibly a couple of days a week, two to three, and we are mindful of how we feed ourselves on a cellular level you know, four or five days out of the week. Um, and because of that, you know, I find that clients understand things a little bit more and understand the severity of how consuming certain things plays a good part or a bad part on our physical body. So for an example, if a person decides that they would like to consume more green vegetables and fruit, 
versus eating more carbohydrates such as um, like bread, rice, and pastas, there is a possibility that they are now feeding themselves more on a cellular level than just satisfying the palate. We don't want to take away that satisfaction, but we do want them to be mindful. So when we're narrowing things down, I would say it's always important to make sure that you have leafy greens in whatever it is you're consuming throughout a day. Um, A lot of times we forget the green things. We forget a green apple. We might forget a green tomato. We might forget to have some lettuce and broccoli or spinach, right? Those things play a key part in helping build us on a cellular level. And sometimes it's just that simple. However, we have to make sure that people in the audience that we have have access to those types of things because it's not always about um, are we doing it, but it is about do we have access to the very things that we just mentioned. That is very true. And as we are evolving in our society, um, in our communities, food insecurity is a very real challenge that families are facing. And then cost is another super Mm -hmm. huge challenge that people are facing. And then you have the complexities of organic or not, you know, getting organic and the costs associated with that stuff. Um, You have touched, I mean, that's just a huge that's a very serious space the access point to it the affordability to it but um and I agree with you and I think oftentimes we do sacrifice the green leafy vegetables because when you're busy and you're moving around it is just so easy and we're all guilty of it at some point in time of being tired and grabbing you go through a drive-through and you grab something but the last thing you think to grab in a drive-through is usually the salad it's usually, you know, something that's fun. It's, I don't know, it's a hamburger and french fries. It's chicken fingers and french fries. I mean, it's just something that's usually fun, and it usually doesn't come with anything that's green and leafy. Um, mm-hmm. So it definitely takes a consciousness to, to do that. And then I think also movement. We often talk, you know, people start the new year off, and they do the, um, the gym membership. And you see, you go to the gym at the beginning of the year, and you see well, all these people on a treadmill, on a Stairmasters, trying to figure out how to use equipment over here or whatever it is they're figuring out to do. And then in about February, you're like, oh, where'd all the people go? And they just right. lose that momentum. Mm-hmm. And only those who are mm-hmm. truly dedicated or who were already there in December and November anyway are still there again in February. But it's mm-hmm. making the decision that I am important enough to take a walk to figure out something that I can do that makes me move and will make me feel better about mm-hmm. myself. And I say to people who have challenged with challenges with doing exercise in a regular setting, because sometimes we get older or joints get stiff or, or you have a surgery, maybe there's an injury, um, water aerobics. I often encourage people to do exercises in a pool because of mm-hmm. the benefits. So in your line of work, are we right about this? Are we? Th- am I thinking about this correctly? Is that just mm-hmm. a theory that's, that has no basis? Mm-hmm. 
Well, no, I, I, you're absolutely correct. A movement along with, you know, the things that we decide to consume, along with some of the other things we talked about, you know, decreasing stressors, making sure we have, you know, we're not exposed to different types of um you know, environmental factors that would, you know, be bad for our health, such as like smoking and vaping and things like that. You know, I I believe that movement is definitely part of it. You know, one of the most important things in my field that I'm learning is that when a relationship with a provider is established, it's easier for the client to have better or healthier outcomes because it's almost like a GPS. We're guides, right? When you get in the car, you don't know where you're going. We have an address. We place it in a GPS system, and that GPS system gets us there. There are times when, you know, you can take multiple directions to get to one place, but you still have the guide. And that's one key thing about providers, especially in the primary care setting, um, when we're looking at health and healthcare and wellness, that you have that specific provider that you trust, that you have a relationship with, that is capable of helping you to get to the best outcome for yourself, for your family, because the ultimate goal is really the sustainability and the quality of life that we're going to experience while we are here. So the last thing you would want anyone in the community or anyone that's listening to do is to start something because you did mention, um, you know, when a person is getting a little bit older and we all, you know, as we age, develop certain arthritic conditions, but What you want to do is if there is a medical condition, if that person is battling a, you know, chronic medical condition or any other issue, that they can run that by the healthcare professional so that healthcare professional can guide them, guide them in what they consume, guide them in the lifestyle that they decide to live, guide them in any type of exercise or activity regimen that is specific to them. Because what may work for me may not work for the audience. And so we have to be very careful because, yes, Daniel fasts are amazing to those that are capable and able of doing it. But then there are some medical conditions that would prohibit a person from doing those fasts. Right. So. Mm-hmm. Let me be very clear that, you know, if we're looking at optimizing our health, your first step should always be to link up with a medical professional that you can trust. And I use this term a lot. Sometimes it's always great to identify with that healthcare professional so that these things are addressed. I love that because you're saying have a relationship and get to know that person, allow the person to get to know you. And then you feel like the investment Mm -hmm. in your health, they're invested, you're Mm -hmm. invested, and there's a line of communication and then there's tracking. And then you can have Mm -hmm. an honest and personal conversation because all of your conversations with your nurse, with your care um, giver or care professional, um, it's a private conversation. So you can, you know, you can deep dive 
into what's going on with you and how to address the issue that you're facing and get the best plan of action, if you will, to try to achieve the adults, the, the um, try to re- achieve the results that you want to achieve. And I think that that is um, very important. And I want to thank you for bringing attention to that because that's so important. And you're right. I yeah. mentioned, you know, the Daniel Fest just is one of the many things that you hear people trying to do because there's just I don't want to call them fads, but there's so much out there and so <laughs> many different things that, mm-hmm. you know, they're mm-hmm. out there trying to entice people. Try this. Do this. Do that. Consider this. Mm-hmm. And one size does not fit all. And my body what? won't burn fat the way your body burns fat so things don't work for me the way they work for the person sitting next to me and you know mm-hmm. sometimes people look at a, an individual and go oh well you're small so you don't have like a weight issue or a health issue but I have to tell people all the time small people have weight issues too just because my body mm-hmm. may be small my frame may not may not be designed to carry a certain amount of weight so if I get over this I have the same issue that the next person has, or I would notice that if my weight went up, my blood pressure would go up. Right. Mm-hmm. And then I came to mm-hmm. learn looking at family history. That's another thing we haven't talked about. You know, you have your family history factors. And so on both my mm-hmm. mom and my dad's sides of the family, hypertension was um, a concern. Mm-hmm. And so once I got to a certain point in life, all of a sudden my blood pressure was just like, it went from, one day it was 120 over 70 to the next day it was like 151 over 101. I was like, what? What happened? Like I mm-hmm. went from wow. I can eat whatever I want to. No, you can't eat whatever you want. Right. I was like, wait, what happened? Who who did what? What did I do? <laughs> right. Like, what happened to me? I was fine. I mean, literally, it was like from one day to the next, I went from perfect blood pressure reading to Oh, you're about to stroke out and leave the earth. Blood pressure. Right. (laughs) Like, what is going on to where I can Mm -hmm. taste salt and food or I can taste sugar and things? And I really am like, which is an I thought I was a pretty healthy eater because for me, I kind of like when I'm I mean, I'm not I don't. It's not that I never slum. Of course, I do have my what people like to call cheat days. I have my I want what I want. So mm-hmm. as you mentioned, palate, I'm going to indulge. But for the most part, people always have just well, the people who know me well will describe me as, oh, Tanya, you eat like a bird. What does that ever mean? You know, you eat lettuce right. and, you know, nuts and whatever, beets and all these vegetables and fruit, which I do. But even with my... Discipline for the most part, and I would say 90% of the time, probably, maybe 85 at least. I really am a conscious, almost a Mediterranean diet type of consumer of Mm -hmm. food. But, I, you Mm -hmm. know, I have my moments when I'll fall off and a cheeseburger is just Mm -hmm. like a great thing to indulge in, right? Yeah. You know, with bacon and, you know, fried egg and... (laughs) You know, some more stuff on it. <laughs> you know, let's just live it up. But for right. the most part, I'm I'm pretty disciplined. Yet I looked mm-hmm. up one day and I was no longer free. You know, yeah. I was no longer free. Mm-hmm. And I think for women, mm-hmm. as you get older and your hormones change and your body changes, I think diet and exercise are that's an entirely additional conversation, wouldn't you say? Absolutely. <laughs> 
She laughs. And she laughs. It doesn't like, and I'm, you know, my older friends who were like big sisters because I didn't have sisters growing up. Um, I have two older brothers, but so the women in my life who've become like mentors and really dear friends and good sisters are like, oh, no, no, no. When you hit this age, it's just not going to come off. Mm-hmm. You know, when you're young, mm-hmm. you you feel like you can lose weight in your sleep if you have a naturally high metabolism. I mean, and I was right. a person with a naturally high metabolism for a long time. And it's still right. decent, but I used to feel like I could go, you could eat Take a nap, go party, go to breakfast, go to bed, burn the calories in your sleep, wake up hungry and do it again. Yes, yes. And now it's you like know, you look at food and it's like, did I gain weight? All I did was look at that and it was a salad. I just looked at it. <laughs> and it was a salad that I looked at. What's well, on this salad that's angry? You know, there's times when... When we were younger, we can go to the restroom and lose five pounds. Now, <laughs> <laughs> right <laughs> now, it's it, like it's what? A little different. You different. right? You can't lose. But, but let, 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 let me say that there, there's still hope, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, and when I use that term hope, it, it's on an individual basis because, granted, you know, people want to lose weight to be healthier. People want to look a certain way. We want to hold on to our youth as long as we possibly can. Um, and that that kind of segues into something a little bit different when it comes down to women. And I know we're not just talking about men, women, we're just talking about general overall, what, what can we do in this time to feel better and, and, and to take care of our bodies, um, especially, you know, now, but, you know, hormones play a key role in how our bodies decide to hold on to weight, and to let go of weight. And that's why it's imperative that because most people don't know. Most people don't know that insulin is a hormone. Most people don't know that, you know, when we are looking at our estrogen levels and our testosterone levels, most of the time, if we bring up testosterone, we're thinking about men. You know, we're not thinking about women having testosterone levels. And when those testosterone levels are depleted, what does it look like for us? What foods will help to boost our testosterone levels? And, and, and preserve our estrogen levels. So there's so much to be said. There's so much information that's out there, especially amongst healthcare professionals that, I mean, I, I feel like the audience, like, listen, you know, if you have any type of questions about this and if you're struggling in those areas, now is the time to, to seek out someone to, to help in, 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 in your progress or to help if you, you're stuck in an area. But there's so many different resources, Tanya, that our communities can access. Well, while we're on that, how can people access. find you? Well, because we're, we're coming to the end and I want people to be able to find you if someone's listening and going, I like her and I, I want to have a conversation with Shaniqua mm-hmm. Hawkins, certified nurse practitioner, mm-hmm. how can they find you? 
Yeah, um, you know, uh, uh, we're, we're here at Care Purpose Medical Center. We're located at 2580 North Rancho Drive. We're in Suite 103. We're a telephone call and a text message away. The number is 725-780-7880. And so, yes, please feel free to send us a, a text message or um so the number is 725-780-7880. Okay. If this has been just enlightening and delightful, I want to say thank you for starting off Black mm-hmm. History Month with me here on 91.5, having this conversation this this beautiful Sunday morning. Thank you for all that you no do. Thank you for being the inspiration and giving back to the community and to your clients in the way that you're doing, um, serving them, educating them and being a resource for us. Again, folks, I share she is right there near Rancho and Smoke Ranch. And Shaniqua Hawkins, congratulations. I know you just celebrated your three-year anniversary on being open. Yes, That is huge. So before we go, I want to say congratulations to you. Um, and let's go out and celebrate that three-year anniversary when you get some time. Yeah. Absolutely. Thank you for having me. I truly appreciate you. Thank you for getting up and talking with me this morning. You have a good morning. You too. Have a great week. I want to thank you for tuning in to The Scoop with me, Tanya Flanagan. And I want to invite you to get social with me. I'm on Facebook and Twitter. My name is my handle, T-A-N-Y-A-F-L-A-N-A-G-A-N. You can also find me on Instagram at Tanya Almanize Flanagan. And if you have a thought, an opinion, or a suggestion, don't hesitate to shoot me an email to tanya.flanagan at unlv.edu. Thanks again for joining in. Stay safe and have a great week.